Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to a very special bonus episode which was recorded at Waterstones Piccadilly where mum and I did a Q&A with the lovely Fiona Lindsay on the day that our book launched, um, Table Manners, the cookbook. So for those that couldn't get tickets, yeah, they went in an hour, like Jessie. Yeah, they went in an hour, so... Um, You're loving this selling love out. Love that month. selling out. Love selling out. How's that feeling? Feels good. Yeah. It was such a lovely audience yeah so lovely warm questions and lovely um so yeah it's um questions and a conversation between us and fiona but also the audience members so thanks for all the lovely questions thank you for turning up on a really rotten evening wow and it was yeah such a pleasure to meet you all so um enjoy Hello, everybody. Good evening. It's lovely to see so many of you here on such a miserable night. Um, But I'm sure we're going to have a very tasty and very nourishing conversation. I've done a lot of work in theatre. And as I was thinking about this evening, I was thinking about Shakespeare. And there's a quote at the beginning of Twelfth Night. I'm sure you all know it. Um, If music be the food of love, play on, give me excess of it. When I was at the RSC many years ago, I used to hear that a lot. I saw that play a lot. And in my head all the time, that phrase flipped to, if food be the music of love, eat on, give me excess of it. And I don't know why, but it always did that. Several other quotes did the same. They used to flip. But that one stuck with me. Anyway, earlier today, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about food and music and love and what a potent and seductive combination those three things are. And the fact that our guests have that in dollops. It oozes through their DNA. Um, In 2017, as you all know, they launched a podcast. Bring some friends over, make some food, have some chat, eat the food, have some chat. A recipe for success. And here we are in 2020, and they have just launched today their first book and in fact their first audio book as well. A mother and daughter combination who have sort of struck gold with this particular podcast based very much on their relationship. They're philosophers in many ways, they're flavorists of course, they're gastronomes and they are both utterly gorgeous. Please give a warm welcome to mother and daughter Lenny and Jessie Ware. You've got the throne. It's perfect. (laughs) I didn't think the configuration was going to be like this, darling. Sorry. Are you comfortable, Lenny? I'm very comfy, thank you. Jessie, are you comfortable? I'm comfortable. Should I be on your level? I don't know. No, darling. You sure? 
I yeah, are you sure? On my own level. Okay, it's, it's going to continue like this, I think. Very warm welcome to this, the launch of your first ever book. Thank you. How are you feeling today, Mum? Really excited and happy and proud. That's wonderful, yeah. wonderful. Um, and it's not just the launch of the book; it's the launch, I believe, of your audio book as well. They've got you're making an audio book oh, of the shit. cookbook. Yeah, we have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is quite unusual. It's a, f a first for audiobooks, isn't it? Yeah, well, no, I, I believe we are the first food podcast that has been made into an audiobook, but correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah, I think that is the first. So with that, thank you, pioneers of uh, the podcasting world, food podcasting world. Um, no, so we, um, it's all the kind of memoir and writing in the book, along with Mum and I, in the foulest move with each other, recording six recipes. And so God bless our editor, Alice, because she's, I hopefully made it. I couldn't actually bear to listen to it because we wanted to kill each other so much that day. <laughs> so yeah, go and listen to see if you can hear the tension. Of course, what I want to ask is why immediately, why you're in the bad mood, but I know if we do that, we won't get onto the things that I really want yeah, to ask right, you. Yeah, so yeah, I'm not yeah. going to ask you that at all. But I do want to sort of uh, ask you about the sort of lead up to this moment because you were all over in lo loads of publications over the weekend and you were on the front cover of You magazine. I have to say, yeah. that was me taking one for the team. If you can see, I'm the one that's got the trifle in her mouth and Mum is there looking like this. <laughs> what did you say to them, Mum? I said to the photographer, if I look old or fat, I will come and get you. <laughs> <laughs> so I did okay, I think, out of that. So, Lenny, just what does it feel like suddenly? And I know you've been doing it for, since 2017, this podcast, but what does it feel like to suddenly be in the so spotlight? And your daughter has been for many years, but so for you to suddenly be in the spotlight and be recognised for your voice and for your face? It feels strange. It's not the most comfortable place for me to be, to be honest. I mean, it's fine when we do the podcast. Is there an echo coming back? Because I can hear it echoing. No. It, no, it's OK. Reverb. OK. Is that good? Do I need that for my voice? <laughs> your voice, sounds, okay. your voice um, sounds really beautiful. OK, thank you. Um, I think that it's not my most comfortable place, but, um, of course, I've enjoyed doing the podcast so much and doing the cookbook. It's been a fantastic experience. And... What about you, for you, Jessie, having your mum suddenly side by side and, and equally sort of getting the attention? I mean, look, we all know why you're <laughs> all here. <laughs> and it's not for me. <laughs> and that is why I shouldn't be on the big stool. Mm -hmm. um, um, but no, I think it's... I've always been incredibly proud of my mum and the fact that I wanted to include her in this podcast um, just shows, like, everyone should know Lenny and... Everyone now does, including bartenders in Birmingham oh, yeah. and people in the tube and yeah. people in the sea. Yeah, <laughs> I, I read that you were on holiday in Greece and you were just chatting away and someone came up to you because they heard your voice. And equally, on the tube recently, you were saying something and someone said, yeah. oh, because you have yeah. a very distinctive voice, actually. Have I? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jesse said it's my whinging voice. Your whinging voice. <laughs> I actually think you're going to be doing voiceovers soon. Do you think? I do. Yeah. We're yeah. going to get you an agent. But no, what happened? <laughs> Didn't it happen the other day? Where were we the other day? I don't know. Oh. Oh, we were. I was in the loo. Gizzy um, Erskine's new place. And I went to the loo and I said, I can't turn the taps on. 
because the light, I couldn't. And she said, oh, I'll help. She said, you know what, Lenny from the podcast? I said, yeah. <laughs> so that's like six words that she had to say. Already, she's iconic. So um, yeah. I love that, Lenny from the podcast. <laughs> that's good. That's, that's your new sort of a strap line. Um, right, we are going to talk about the podcast, but I want to talk about, before we sort of get into the nitty gritty of that, I want to sort of go a little bit further back. Um, and I think it's appropriate because it's what you really do with your, your guests. You, you talk about memory a lot, yeah, sure. um, all sorts of memory. Yeah. Um, and I think for all of us, you know, food is, um, it ha it's a, we index it to all sorts of things in the landscape of our lives. So you're a mother and daughter, and obviously a lot of your sort of food memory comes from Lenny. Mm. But I'd like to ask you, Lenny, about your food memories and your family. So I was brought up in, Man in Manchester in a Jewish family. We always sat down for dinner every night together. Um, my mum was a great cook. Not adventurous. I remember when she first made spaghetti bolognese, we thought we had gone wild. It was just so exciting. And she's put vinegar in her spaghetti bolognese and it just livened it up or livened the tomatoes what up. Kind of, not balsamic, it would have been like No, malt. it would have been malt vinegar. Yeah, gosh. Um, we didn't know about balsamic then, darling. But I put balsamic in mine. Yeah, me too. And um, food was always very important. But we always ate the same thing every, every day of the week. So I knew on Monday we'd be having some sort, of meat, some sort of pie. On Thursday it was always chopped and fried fish balls that my mum made. Friday was always proper Friday night dinner. Saturday was always cold food. And Sunday was always from the delicatessen to put whatever we could in bagels. So it was quite predictable, but we loved food. We used to go out for, to eat a lot, for dinner a lot. And so I think food was a really important part of our family life. I mean, for, for, for me, cooking is very important, feeding. I think, oh, sorry. Um, I think that when, I think it's the same for you, isn't it, now? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we're big feeders, yeah. Never knowingly under cater, that's Never knowingly under cater. And also, I was something that made me laugh. You said, um, you, you don't share. And I think that's an interesting thing, I given mean, the... People say I don't share. I think I no, do share. She doesn't share. <laughs> I just Darling, get to the food don't. before them. But, like, you know. Do you like people picking off your plate? I don't care. As long no, as I am it. okay and I'm eating more than everyone else, it's yeah. cool. No, yeah. it's hopeless. Never go for tapas with Jessie because <laughs> she's eating it all before you get down to it. Mm. You mentioned spaghetti bolognese, and I'm just wondering is that one of your big food memories? Yeah, but not for the right reasons. <laughs> Go on. Mum used to do spaghetti bolognese in the pressure cooker. No, not always. Only when I was well, under this pressure. Is how I rem <laughs> this is how I remember it. And it was too watery. It was very watery. It's it not was not your best. But I'm and then you did it accidentally with lamb yeah. in Wales, in the chalet that we and used to happened? have. And what happened? It was oily and delicious. And okay. I'll never forget it. I think we were like 10 and it was like... Okay. It was... April, but now I'm Easter holidays, and I was like, "What is this divine thing?" And like, kept on. It was delicious, even though. It was and now I'm doing it with vegetarian alternatives to meat, and I'm doing all right, aren't I? Yeah. 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 Well, we'll come to your sort of exploration into the sort of vegetarian and vegan world, but why do you think you remember food so clearly, Jessie? Because I was a greedy cow. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like mum said, and I've written about it in the book, that I came out hungry, yeah. like starving and greedy. And it's just kind of lived with me ever since. Mm. And so, I don't know, I think probably because mum also cooked so well. Um, 
and you we oh I always felt I, 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 don't, I felt like we used to go out for like if, even if it was Buenos Aires on a Sunday we went out a lot we went out yeah. but it was like going it wasn't fancy places it was like going to this pizza restaurant on Northcote Road or where else would we go our friends had Orms which yeah. I remember the crinkle chips that yeah. we used to have and I remember being way past my bedtime and eating those crinkle chips that you can't really find anywhere anymore mm. this was the 80s and us being there and it was Orm's wine bar and it, it felt really exciting yeah. being there but mm. I don't know yeah we went out but I think because I loved food so much but also because I think my mum was such a great cook so you, you're describing there sort of uh, your childhood and, and the sort of the the richness of the culinary experience yeah. are you trying to now sort of do that with your own young family I'm trying it's hard when all they want is pizza and what does beige food really they like not yeah not too beige it's carbs it's not very uh, when i was weaning them they would eat anything so it'd be like i'd be making amazing kind of i don't know i was putting everything whether it was dolls or kind of i mean uh, the roasted pumpkin risotto for my five months old like it was ridiculous um actually probably wasn't five months because you're not allowed to do, whatever it was like yeah. whatever it was the right time um with goat cheese and rosemary and like and now they literally would look at me and be like are you kidding i'm not fucking eating that shit so um yeah it's difficult at the moment but i i believe in them and we had nigella lawson on mm. and she said she was a really fussy eater when she was younger so that's what i just maintain that my daughter <laughs> may be slightly fussy but it's funny because my daughter and my son will always eat my mum's food, which I know is great, but I feel like I'm, I'm a good cook too. You but, are. like, last night you did chicken roast. Yeah, but I avoid... And he was just, yeah. like, there. But I just avoid quinoa, darling, and things I like haven't that. cooked quinoa <laughs> in a good year, because good. I've been living with you, yeah. So. <laughs> food and family, they sort of feel like they go together for you. And one of the things that comes across in the podcast, and also it's very evident in the book, which is a beautiful piece of art, actually, it's so well produced, um, is eating at a table. Did you always eat at a table? Did you always eat at a table? How important is the eating of food at table? I remember always eating at the table. And I think I, I remember some of my friends finding that quite strange, especially my husband who was my boyfriend when we were 18 you know I'd be like do you want to come over for dinner and he'd have to not have to but like he'd be sitting with my mum and her friends and us and and he used to eat his food in his room and play playstation and smoke weed so and just I don't know we it was the way we finished our day and even if the conversation was fraught we'd be eating together and having that conversation and um it was incredibly important and i always remember it you know my mum my mum worked but there was always cooked food and um i always i found it quite exciting when we'd have like chicken kiev sometimes (laughs) um, but it was quite rare you mentioned, Lenny, um, when you were growing up, the, the, you knew what you were going to have and every day of the week. And I remember that actually growing up as well. My mum worked and we had the same food each you know, what, regular basis. Wednesdays were you know, soup and pudding, etc. Yeah. Um, did you carry on that tradition when you were bringing up your children? Yeah. No. So what did you do? Because you were working and busy. Yeah, I worked. At, I mean, I, I, I prepared well, I think. And um, so I would have cooked something in the morning 
or prepared something in the morning that we would eat in the evening, so if, if it was a casserole. But I always knew what I was going to cook and had thought about it mm. um, early in, you know, the day before probably. I still think about food all the time. You know, I'm finishing my mouthful of lunch thinking what I'm going to have for my supper. Um, and it's what, are you thinking about yeah. it because you're looking forward to the actual prep? Because so many people love the preparation. No. No. Ah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's blunt, is the eating. Yeah. <laughs> or is it the occasion? I love the occasion of eating. Yeah. And I love people coming over. Yeah. And I love it when we have lots of people over. And in fact, because we've been doing the podcast and that's been, and Jessie's been living with me for the last six months, I think I haven't done as much entertaining since mm. we've been doing the podcast. Even, yeah, really. even though like we have like two guests every week. Yes, <laughs> I'll never, I won't forget. And I, th I think I talked about it on one of the podcasts. You've probably heard this, but like, there was this moment where we'd we'd had guests, but Mum had her like her proper dinner party on the Saturday, and you were being amazing. And I was like a teenager up in my room coming down to say hi and trying to steal some food and going out uh, like because uh, when you had dinner parties it was like that was well, exciting I parties, was, yeah. when I was young I did want to know who was there what she was cooking but honestly the pride and the joy that was I don't radiating it, compared to when yeah. you're prepping for a I don't think famous people have dinner person. parties as much anymore I don't know one, one of the things I mean I, I read the book and I just I found myself doing two things feeling really, I felt like I was eating something really good almost on every single page, but I also sort of felt, felt really ashamed of myself because I'm not doing any entertaining oh, at all. Yeah. And actually the getting people around and just getting all mucked in and, you know, not having, it's not posh, it's just getting stuck in. That's yeah. what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I think we've all become food critics and right. we watch MasterChef and we, so we want to up our game and mm. make fantastic food and then... Someone says, oh, you're such a good cook, so next time they come, you want it even to be better. But I think we should just make something we can all share and mm. just enjoy. And I hope that the cookbook really is the essence of being just simply good cooking, which doesn't take masses of time. So, Jessie, can you describe, go back and roll back a few years, or even just now, because you are living with your mum, she's making food in the kitchen, you're about to have a big family meal. Yeah. What's, what's the atmosphere like? Fraught. <laughs> what, is, what was the atmosphere like? Um, fraught. Um, she, I'd be like waiting around because I was excited about the food coming. So I'd be like, Mum, do you want any help? Do you want any help? And I remember like you potentially letting me do a bechamel sauce and then, or like a white sauce, maybe it was for leeks for a roast yeah. at the week, weekend. And I'd try and then she'd be like, you're doing it wrong! And, and, take, and take it. And so I learned to cook through her not letting me cook and just watching her That's and I've learned <laughs> but I've also learned all my friends find it really annoying when I cook them dinner because I always do well they think too many dishes they always seem to do it quite simplified so they'll just do like a shepherd's pie and it will be really nice and they'll do like one side whereas I would have like 10,000 sides and two mains and you know three puds and that is because my mum would be doing that and she'd just be like spinning plates and doing it and it would all mm. be it doesn't it didn't look effortless but she'd get it done and it all as soon as people and she'd be exhausted by the time people came but that's yeah. what it was like. Yeah, you mentioned that in the book, actually. There's a, a, a section called Effortless, and then it goes into effort. Mm -hmm. Have you found, um, Lenny, as you've gone on, that actually you're, you're, you're 
not putting in less effort, but you're just you're changing how you do it. I think I've learned a lot from Jessie okay. because she's quite an innovative cook and so is my son. I mean, they will just toss things in and be much more adventurous. I'm much better on classic things that I know what I'm doing. Um, so I've learned a lot from her and I made a proper curry from scratch the other week, the, the prawn curry I made. Yeah, it was really good. And it was really good and, and that was being much more adventurous the way I made it. Um, mm. So... Yeah, I mean, I think I, I have learnt as I've gone on, um, but I'm very interested in food, so yeah. some of the recipes are things that we've eaten that we couldn't find a recipe for, and we've kind of made it up or managed to concoct it together, having eaten it somewhere. So yeah. some of the Greek things, yeah. like the Boyardi eggs, um, I'm not really sure how you make them, but that's what it tastes like, and so we managed to get it sorted somehow. Yeah, you must have a fantastic palate then to do that. Yeah, like you food. eat a lot of food, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, you, or you eat a lot of food. When you eat out together, just the two of you, not other family members, no children, just the two of you, and you go into a restaurant and you both take up a menu and look at it, what's that like between you? I think we've done that no, for ages. We haven't done no. it for ages, but I remember when we did it, um, I'm not gonna name the res restaurant, but it was a local restaurant. And I really felt like we thought we were Grace Dent and Jay Rayner. Yeah. We were literally like, right, let's see what we've got here. Mm. <laughs> okay, we'll have one of them. We'll have. I mean, we weren't rude to the staff at all, but like we had it and we were t tasting it and we were like, thought, yeah, John yeah. Tyrone from yeah. Greg Willis. We were like, <laughs> yeah. this could do with something. Yeah, yeah, I think we thought we were kind of yeah. pretty big time. <laughs> I don't know why it was so. I think we were also thinking about what we were doing for the cookbook, so we're like slightly obsessed with flavour and taste and how yeah. things can work. So yeah, it was actually rather unpleasant. Yeah. I think. I think yeah. we can relax we, now. No, I really, I really want to take Mum to Raymond Blanc's uh, Le Ma uh, What's it? Uh, Le Manoir. Manoir. Yeah, Le Manoir. Manoir. So. Um, it's impossible to get a table there, but like I, I really think we'll want... ring him up, darling. Yeah. Yes, because you have interviewed. You've had him on your podcast. Well, we did, and do you know what? He couldn't resist joining. So Jesse said we're going to make fish. What was it? Halibut in a wild garlic. I said, where are we going to get wild garlic from? No, so wild garlic have... was in. Yeah, but season. I didn't realise. I thought I was going to have to go foraging <laughs> in Brixton, <laughs> Loughborough Junction, or somewhere. So we found we got wild garlic from a car. I think, and I made this effume or whatever it is, and um, we um, ended up. I was making the, doing the fish. He actually couldn't stay on his stool, could he? He actually came over. Yeah, but Mum, the best thing about this story is the fact that like Raymond Blanc's all about you know sustainable eating and seasonal. Oh, eating. I know, but and it was like we were supposed no. to have girolles or whatever. Couldn't get girolles. No, so Mum like I'll had one mushrooms from Korea. South Korea. <laughs> And I was like, oh, well, I know. this doesn't... Yeah, no look. carbon footprint yeah. there, yeah. He, or coronavirus. He, yeah, he, was, he was helping me, and he said, I can tell you I'm a very good cook. So I said, oh, Raymond. I said, is there a little opening for me at Le Manoir? He said, I also tell you, do not take orders. So I said, oh, how can you tell? That's nice. Um, what is your kitchen like then, Lenny? I'd like to describe it. Describe the, the, the colours. It's a big kitchen. Yeah? Yeah. It's all cream. I had it done about four years ago. Nice black marble. You copied surfaces. your best friend Susan in Manchester. No, I didn't. It's very white. <laughs> no, I did not. She wouldn't have a black surface. 
So it's black, black granite and cream cupboards. Is it messy? Do you tidy up as you go along? It is at the moment, oh. but when Jessie moves out, it will be back to its pristine <laughs> state. I'm not the problem with the cupboards. Sam is the problem with the yeah. cupboards. He Sam, has a lot of vegan protein. Yeah. And the R is hidden everywhere. Coffee, paraphernalia and vegan protein. Yeah. And there's a lot of baby food around as well. Yeah. Bottles and things. Yeah. So when, when they all go, your kitchen will be it's back to this sad. show kitchen. It's really sad. Yeah. Got to get us. my zen back. Yeah. Do you think, though? I mean, which of you is the messier of the of the cooks? Me. Right. Absolutely. I mean, my I remember my grandma always saying, a good cook <laughs> is someone that tidies up um, as they cook and um, as they go along. And I try and do that, but it's just sometimes quite hard. But I, in my head, I'm. I'm gonna every time I try and cook, I'm like, right, I'm gonna be like this, and then yeah, just darling. In your shit. head, are you a tidy person? No, I'm. So <laughs> I'm very, very messy, mm. um, verging on slob, and yeah. it drives mum mad. Yeah. So when you're cooking together, does that cause a lot of friction between yes. you? Yeah. Mm. Yes. Like we had my son's birthday at the weekend, and it was <laughs> we had all our different stations because. But we kept on colliding. No, yeah. It was me, Alex, and Mum, because I was worried that my Victoria sponge was like so flat and stupid and was like the most embarrassing birthday cake ever. So we made two of them, and then no, three of them we made. Three. And then Alex did the brownies because anyway, and and we were all like colliding. It was like Mrs. Wobbles. What's it? What's that book? Mrs. Wobble the way. Yeah, it was yeah. like that. We were kind of all like just colliding into each other, and we should have been on roller skates. <laughs> You've mentioned Alex twice now, so that's Dr. Alex, he's your here. brother. He's here he's in the audience. He? So Any he's right at the back. in the audience? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Jessica. Oh. But you, you cred, credit him very beautifully and generously. Actually, put your hands up, though. <laughs> there you go. Hi. Front row, spare chair. <laughs> yeah. He's front row, though, so... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You credit Alex with um, being, you know, laying a table beautifully. I'd like to know more about that. And also about being probably better at baking than either of you. Puddings and, and cakes. Yes, I can yeah. confirm that because I have made some triple threat brownies and they're overdone. But they're chocolate, they'll delicious, taste fine. Yeah. So I apologise. Uh, Alex saw them as they came out of the oven, because I have lots of other things to do. I love you guys and I appreciate you being here so much, but I had lots of other things to do as well today, but obviously I give them to you with love. And uh, but yeah, they're overdone and I'm sorry, but they're gonna taste slightly the same and Alex should have fucking done them. So, <laughs> so what about the table laying? Because um, oh, that's very important, isn't yeah. it? The laying of a table. Well, even, uh, even for the party at the weekend, I saw the touch. He'd come in and sorted it all out and it looked beautiful. Yeah, no, Alex can make a table look Yeah, gorgeous. you kind of queer-eyed it, like, at the end. Yeah. It was like, he let all the, like, mayhem happen, then he went, right, okay, crudités, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the Anthony of that. Yeah, at Clapham. Yeah. <laughs> it is like theatre, isn't it? The pulling together of yeah. a great occasion, a great culinary occasion. Yeah. And the, the table laying is the, the set design. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, I always love those very arty people that have beautiful bowls and none of their crockery matches, you know. I, when we started doing the podcast, I thought, I'm not having Jay Rayner with a mixture of Tesco plates. <laughs> so I bought all new white china, oh, which no. Jessie thinks is 
terrible. <laughs> and she said, where's all the, all the nice old plates? Where are they all gone with the spots on? I just threw them out because... For Jay Rayner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just thought he's a food critic. He can't come to my house and have old plates. That's a great quote for yeah. Jay Rayner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of the things that comes across, and I said this earlier when we were talking very strongly in the podcast and very much so in the book as well, is it, it's feels like it's a love story, a love story about food, but also a love story to family too. Mm. So food and love, can you talk a little bit about that? You mentioned in the book meetings, going to Sam's house for the first time, yeah. and uh, a meal wasn't prepared, but you did sort of have to observe someone eating. Yeah, so I have been with my husband for a very long time, and... There, it's there's um, a really lovely recipe, this pistachio crusted uh, rack of lamb, and you know I had lots to say about rack of lamb, but it brought me back to thinking about when I met Sam and I went for this first date, and I went over to his house. Oh no, it was my third date, and annoyingly it was on Valentine's Day, which is quite high pressure when you're 18, and. Um, and a virgin, and you're like, oh my God, this guy's really cute, and oh, is he gonna think that I, if he's inviting me around to his house, will I have to have sex with him? Yes, I'm sorry! My God! I know, you, you're oversharing now. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's all written in the book, I guess, so like, yeah, anyway. Is that true? Well, now you wanna read it, don't you? Yeah. That happened! Yeah. We didn't have sex. Um, <laughs> and I like, lugged like, half a whole bottle of amaretto before I got there that I got from Felix White for my birthday present for my 18th. Did anybody else give alcohol to each other when mm. you were 18? It was like, hey, welcome to the club. Like, <laughs> um, anyway, so I was a bit drunk and nervous and then I hadn't eaten because I was nervous and I didn't know whether he was like going to cook. Anyway, as Sam does when he's at his, house, his parents' house, we, I said hi to his parents, and then I was led upstairs to his room. And he was like, do you want to get Domino's? <laughs> and I was like, I love Domino's. And I couldn't eat it. I let him eat it because I was so scared I was going to get something in my tooth or, like, taste of the garlic dip. And it was a very stressful occasion, um, denying myself Domino's. And uh, anyway, but... <laughs> They're still that together. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, it's all about love. And, and then I, yeah, anyway, read the fucking thing. <laughs> podcast, podcast. Um, whose idea was it to do a podcast and why? It was, well, it was mine. Good. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I didn't know what it was. Yeah, what did you think a podcast was? I thought, I thought it was, Someone I didn't know. Dolphins. I didn't know what it was yeah. at all. Just a, a podcast. I didn't know it was like Wait. a radio programme. No. Thought it was a blog, something you do online. For the first year of us doing the podcast, mums, I said, Mum, like, I know it's quite a lot, but thank you. And she'd be complaining about it. And then she went, It's fine, darling. I'm just helping you so you can get a really good presenting job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it. <laughs> what, stop singing and touring? Yeah, she's yeah. like, It's fine. It's just so you can be the new This Morning presenter. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> So, um, no, mum didn't, um, mum didn't know what podcast was, but I asked her, and it was my really good friend, Jamie, who said that I should do something, and I think I was slightly, um, I'd fallen a bit out of love with doing music solely, and I wanted a bit of an escape, and the way that I escape is through food and cooking. I love cooking, it's the time when I switch off, and I don't 
think about anything. So it's... why was I doing all the cooking? <laughs> <laughs> if that that's was helping true. you with that. Because you're better at it. Um, okay. But, um, yeah, so I kind of thought, how do I think of something that isn't about music? I thought it would be very... I didn't want to talk about music. I wanted to talk about food and family, things that are very important to me. And so, yeah, I thought, well... Who do I, initially, I thought I should do it, do it in a restaurant. I kind of wanted to basically be Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon and be oh, like, oh, yeah. let's go to really nice restaurants and chat. But I thought it would be a nightmare. And then Jay Rayner did that, so there mm. you go. I shouldn't yeah. have done it. No, I shouldn't have. Um, and then I thought, well, we, I've always invited people around to my house, um, to my mum's house, to meet my mum and be cooked for and hosted by my mum. So why don't I invite strangers to that and... and see how it goes and it just worked a treat so you thought i was going to be in the back having a backstage i role. did think maybe i did think maybe you were going to have a little more of a supporting actress role yes yeah <laughs> however however yeah you are a leading lady and That's, everyone knows that so let's just uh, give us a peek behind the scenes so it, it they tend to be about 40 between 40 and 55 minutes yeah not for alice over there no no, no. They're like two and a half hours okay and, uh, yeah so what so how do you get your guest do you ask them what they want how do you decide what you're going to give them how does it all work well first of all i take a day off from my proper job yeah. now to be able to cook this is a proper otherwise job now. yeah it is a proper job now um so we talk about i mean we you're have an a, author yeah i know darling and a podcaster. Um, yeah. yeah, so we've, like, we're having someone on tomorrow. Can we say who it is? Yeah, fuck it. Um, <laughs> yes, Zowie. Zowie Ashton. Zowie Ashton, who's yes. the actress, yeah. who yeah. we're very excited about, because yeah. she's such a great actress, and she looks really fun and interesting. So we talked about what we were going to make for her. When She's not a vegan. We are dietary Yeah, yeah so she's not a... a pescatarian like Callum Turner. Everyone's a bloody pescatarian. Everyone's a pescatarian. Then you ask them what their favourite meal is and they say roast beef. <laughs> so, yeah. And we say, well, we could have done that easily. How many pescatarians are in the audience? How many vegans? Oh, oh our type of audience. Um, <laughs> so tomorrow night, I'm, we're going to do... They are, like... Three vegan recipes. Yeah, for you. and we're I really getting. Appreciate you being. And here. we're getting better at it, and that's my new the next life book goal. It's going to be veggie. Lenny yeah. goes great. Lenny, yeah. <laughs> plant-based Lenny. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm going to save the planet. Yeah. yeah. You're not with all the fucking single-use plastic that you give my children. No, darling. What? The, right, she got my son. Sorry, I know we're going off piece. No, it's okay. I can get us back so up. So, for my one-year-old son, for one of his presents, he doesn't need anything. He doesn't know what presents are yet. He's fine. He gets all... Any... Why do you think he loves me? <laughs> she was like, it's just a little something. Car keys, plastic car keys. Doesn't need them. They beep. They, like, it's done. He goes, uh, 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 and then it's done. And Sam is so angry at you. <laughs> oh, the can, can I just tell you? You, you might complain about my plastic. We're going to have Extinction Rebellion outside our house because you leave so many bloody lights on. <laughs> <laughs> but with the curtains closed during the day and the lights are on, they'll be there demonstrating. Yeah. No, it's fine, because I think, I think everybody's probably having the same thought. You've done a podcast, you've done the book, you're doing your live tour soon, mm. and you have to have a telly show, surely. Yeah. Oh, you, well. that, it's not just a present. You're going to be doing it too. 
I'm yeah. just... You have, well, of course you are. no, but you are. Uh, if the money's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we were talking about behind the scenes. That's what we're talking about. So how you, you check okay, out dietary so requirements? We check out dietary yeah. requirements and then we... Dis then we decide what we're going to make, yeah. and then we order it. And tomorrow I'll be cooking. Mum, you make out that you we order in. No, no, no. We, we order, order the food. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah. So then often, you know, we do either a Tesco or a Cardo, and then we've got a wonderful butcher just around the corner from me, and a great fish shop. And so we order. So tomorrow I'm going to make <laughs> sticky short ribs, mm. um, and then some potato, and then we're going to do some griddled. Nectarines with mascarpone I've ordered. And, well, I wanted yeah. to try creme fraiche ice cream because I had it at... Um, did I have it at Braun the other day? And it was well, you so make good. it, darling. No, no, OK. <laughs> so we decide what we're going to make and then make, uh, it, it, it's, we, it's planned. So if it's something you cook at the last minute, but it's quite difficult because we start the podcast maybe at 7 o'clock and we talk first and then eat. So when we had... Um, um, Mel, what, who, was it Mel? Scary Spice. Yeah, Scary Spice. We did a, a roast dinner. She was so fucking late. An hour and a half late. Why was she late? Because she's rude. Because oh. she's Mel B. <laughs> Gosh, she was scary. No, who chill. was later than her? But we forgave them. Who was later? Nicole, Nicole Scherzer oh, was yeah. late. But she, she was, was really nice. So. No, was... And so was Mel B. Mel B was great. <laughs> Alice, they're beautifully produced podcasts. Because it's really difficult, isn't it? You've got chatting, you've got cu cutlery, you've got cooking noises and everything, and you've got eating yeah. noises. How do you so balance all of that then? So you, you said you have all the talk before <coughs> and then you eat so we without try and that. talk before we eat and right. then we do try and do a bit. Uh, I mean, we don't have ideal conditions for a podcast because well, I've got granite uh, surface and all black. <laughs> and it, it, the real dining, the, my dining room's in a conservatory with glass roof, oh, so yeah. we have to do it in the kitchen. It'll be better when you move house. Well, yeah. no, I'm having a lot of glass in my okay. extension, so, so I'm slightically worried about okay, the acoustics. Well, <laughs> hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now... We've been talking for 45 minutes, believe You're it or not. Yeah, See? we have. Flies, so we're going to now just welcome everybody else into joining in this conversation. It will go, there's some roving microphones. So how we'll do it is you put your hand up if you've got a question, keep it up so we can get the microphone to you and then obviously speak into the mic loud and clear. Um, question over here at first, brilliant. Um, happy release day. Thank you. Thank you. Um, my question is, what would you serve with the lamb, with the Lebanese style lamb? It does say here it goes with a variety of Middle Eastern 
Vegetable dishes, side dishes. What would you? What, 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 what? I love. I've got a Lebanese rice cooker. If anyone's ever seen those, so you can make this taglik, which is that crispy stuff underneath, and then you turn it out, and it comes out like a big rice cake. So I love serving it with that. But they're very hard to get hold of. You have to buy them from America or Iran or somewhere. So um, no, it's a Persian rice cooker. So I would. Who make... did you get it off? Your osteopath. My physiotherapist. <laughs> 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 who came from Iran and he loved me. <laughs> um, uh, was a lot to ma manipulate, you see. So um, I would cook it with a, a very nice rice dish, one of the Otto Lenghi ones, you know, with rice and lentils and things like that. And then serve it with Jesse's lovely carrots with you. Yeah. Oh, what my pickled carrot? The, yeah, the yeah, pickled yeah. Yeah, yeah, carrots. Yeah. yeah, so you could do that with like loads of salads. Um, yeah. And then may I'd say labna, but maybe it would no, it'd be too no, thick. But too you could thick. just do a yogurt, yeah, couldn't you? Could do. Otherwise, you could do like it wouldn't be like tag tad tadlik. How do you say it? Tadlik. You could do our onion microwave onion rice. It's yeah, really dead easy. easy. It's so easy. <laughs> but I think that's my favourite dish. I love Put some Lebanese almonds lamb. on the top. Jobs yeah. are good in. Yeah. Okay, yeah. another question over here. Hello. I was wondering what the actual vibe was when David Schwimmer insulted the cake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was it bad? Was it funny? Did you take offence? I couldn't, I couldn't gauge whether you were smiling or not. We were thankful that was come up. to get a little bit of, like, Ross. So <laughs> I think we were thankful. We felt like he was holding back. Darling, and then I he was... just let rip it in the last, like, five minutes. He was so. really funny. <clears throat> Mum fancied him. He was gorgeous. Yeah. He was so handsome. And I thought he was kind of serious and educated and cultured. <laughs> Do yeah, you take yeah. to your guests sometimes and think, oh, God, I have big crushes on them? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> so he was one. Who was another? He was one. Yanis um, from Foles. Oh, I love Yanis from so Foles. They got so drunk together. <laughs> and he's, like, very intellectual, cocky with it, loved too. Him. My mum's kind Kept of Kept on speaking in Greek. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> loved all that. But, no, we were... Where are you there? Um, we, I think we were quite thankful for it because it was hysterical. Um, it was We funny. didn't tell oh. Dr Alex. He found out through another doctor on <laughs> a night shift. He <laughs> <laughs> said, I hear your banana bread was dry this week. Was, Sorry, what are you talking about? <laughs> Poor we, Alex. we didn't want to break it to him. And can I tell you, that recipe is delicious and it isn't dry. I don't know what happened, do you? He, le he, he left it in for 15 minutes too long because he'd just done okay. a really long shift. Okay. That's what right. happened. Fine. So just don't do it. Oh. See? The love. Yeah. yeah. Another question, please. Love What's me. your favourite recipe in the book and why? You go first, Mum. Well, I love the Lebanese lamb because um, it's so easy and so impressive. So if you get a butterfly leg of lamb and you, only you marinate it, but you only have to cook it 40 minutes and it's so impressive, I think that I love that recipe. I like all the Jewish recipes in there because I, I grew up with them and I'm confident. OK, I'm going to do, like, five, five that are all different. I think because it's like... So um, the beef tagliata, I think, is just so easy and really tasty and kind of it's just I like ones that don't take too long and feel like you've made a bit of an effort so I love that one and Rocky loved that didn't he oh yeah um Russell Toby's dog, dog yeah, yeah. <laughs> um uh what else do I love mum's chicken soup I'm almost too scared to make because I don't well also I don't need to because she makes it and it's amazing so I'm really interested to see how you all get on with that um Bella's sherry cod is so good, and, so yeah. easy, and 
like is a massive, massive winner. Um, what else do I like? Any of the sweet things? I, I really like the spinach and artichoke dip. Yeah, the is. hot spinach and artichoke dip. Oh, it's yeah. like, I remember eating it in Freeman's in New York, this really like dark restaurant that's lovely. They all have it, they used to have it in New York like in the early, like, noughties. Don't know. God, I feel old. And it's really, really lovely. Um, shit, what's The lemon that? ice cream, I think. Lemon ice cream's amazing. Turkey meatballs are really light as a feather and they're so tasty. Mm. I also really like the like midweek roast ones that we've got like, actually they were through Alice. Because we have a roast in the in the week. I don't know if anybody mm. else does, but we kind of don't save it for a Sunday. And so there's just two super simple recipes. Um, the olive tapenade one that we did for Joe Brand, shove olive tapenade and herbs de Provence under the skin and then in the, car, um, in the what, cavity mm. with some um, squashed garlic, and it's super easy. Or you do borsan. This one is like a game changer. Borsan cheese under the skin and in the thing. And Lovely. it's like a really posh chicken kia. Yeah. It's really good. Yum. Have you all eaten? <laughs> <laughs> you want to now, for sure. I have another question. Um, I actually have a question from my boyfriend's dad. Oh. Um, I told him I was here tonight. He said... Is it for a date? <laughs> <laughs> he said, as they have had the privilege of living out that question of who would you invite for a dinner party, which dead celebrity would you both have liked to cook for? Morbid. And, what, and what would you have cooked for them? What would you? Have? Oh, who okay. and what? So, okay, who and what? I know. I, why is he not here? <laughs> You're so mean taking. He's obviously a huge fan. <laughs> Lenny, go, go, on. On. go on. Go on. Go on, Lenny. It would have to be Nelson Mandela. Yeah. 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 Because he's such a, a an icon and an idol of mine. What would I cook for him? I think it'd be really easy to cook for because I think he's so generous. He was so generous spirited, so I'm not <coughs> sure what I cook for him. Probably give him some meat. <laughs> nice um, sticky short ribs that you could lick your fingers afterwards. Yeah, nice. Mm. Um, Amy Winehouse. Mm. Um, I'd give her a proper Jewish dinner and just give her a massive cuddle. I think. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, Amy. Yeah. yeah, that's two good choices there. Uh, question down here, we said. What's the worst meal you have ever had? <laughs> I'll never forget getting food poisoning in Andorra. Oh, do you remember? Yeah, and I'd got... It was veal with oh. cheese and ham. Oh. Do you remember? And yes. it was, like, breaded. Yeah, and you weren't well afterwards. And I got yeah. food poisoning. That will always stay with me oh. forever as the worst meal. What's yours? Yeah, those meals, you know when you end up and it's quite late, you've arrived late somewhere. I think it's when I had a boyfriend who had a house on the Isle of Arran <laughs> and I ended up in a, a town called Ardrossan. Yes. If you know Scotland, I know that. Yeah. you know what Ardrossan is like. Yeah. Um, not glamorous. It's not glamorous. <laughs> it's not and there was no ferries because it was the weather was terrible. Yeah. And we ended up in a hotel that... The man was drunk. I had to cook breakfast for everyone the next day because he didn't get up. And people were... We were all desperate. But that night he cooked a kind of... It was kind of just a fried-up everything. It was horrible and it was just miserable. Ardrossan in the rain and wind and storm. And Did the romance last? No. <laughs> <laughs> One final question. You always asked everyone what their last supper would be, but what would yours be? Yeah, good question. So, mine would be mum's chicken soup with matzo balls at the beginning, 
And I'd also have a side of her chicken liver pasta, um, oh, no, chopped liver, we call it, with matzah. And I'd crack the matzah into the um, soup and then also have it with the chopped liver. And then I'd have mum's Christmas uh, dinner with all the trimmings. And then it's a toss-up between tiramisu, and I may have had the greatest tiramisu I've ever had in a place in Streatham. There's this Italian in Streatham. Do you live in Streatham? You just looked at each other and went. Yeah, she, she, she the, she's the lady who asked the question. Yeah. Oh wow, really? So it's um, it's down like nearer to Streatham Common, and it's off. It's near like Sunny Sunny Hill Road or something. Yeah. The one, the pizzeria, and it's like quite fluorescent lighting, and they're all Italian, and it's really good, right? The pizza's amazing, but their tiramisu. I don't even care if it's shot, but like this shit is, I remember it so well. What's the place called, just so we can get it on the mic? Bravi Ragazzi. Yes. So my friend Shun, who I've written my new record with, oh, by the way, I have an album coming out. Yes. <laughs> um, so she works with a producer called Dan Parry, who lives in Streatham. And like, I love that my friend from California, Shun, is telling me about a place that I've grown up near, like for the rest of my, a whole of my life. But anyway, we went with the kids before Christmas, and it was amazing. So I'd have tiramisu from there, or I'd have my mum's trifle. I'm obsessed with it. It's like, yeah, I just love it. Fantastic. And how about you? Your last supper? It's funny, because I do love roast dinners, so I, I'd always have a roast dinner. But I do, and it's quite not... Um, I like black bread, but only the Jewish black bread that you can get in Manchester. You can't get it here, it just doesn't work. So it's like a, a bra it's like um, a rye sourdough bread. And I like really good cheddar cheese, you know, mm. the bits with crunchy bits mm. in. And tomatoes that you buy in Blackpool. Um, because nice. I, I, it's odd. I used to go to the Illuminations as a child every year. We'd be schlepped along and my head would be out the, the sunroof looking at the Illuminations. I don't think it's as magical now. Mm. And then when you drove back before there was a motorway, you used to buy fresh tomatoes on the way, and the tomatoes were always delicious and hard and sweet. So a lovely cheese and tomato sandwich with black pepper on, and I really like that. Oh, I can taste that, I can taste that, so yeah, beautifully described. Well, um, I think Alex's love an ice cream. Oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's so nice. Well, I think it's appropriate we finish on uh, Dr. Alex, actually. Dr. Yeah, because he's, he's been a, a feature of the occasion as well. Yeah. Um, I can't believe it's gone so quickly. You've been absolutely delightful to talk to and so Thank generous you. with your memories and yourselves and your stories. Thank you to Alice as well for being there and letting us talk about you too and to Alex. Um, all so much for coming along this evening. Thank yeah, you to thank Waterstones you. and to everybody, but thank you, Lenny and Jesse. Thank you.